Welcome to the Legendarium Podcast, a weekend edition. This is two weeks in a row, which means that this is officially a thing that is happening. I am Craig. For at least a month more. Well, it's a pattern. We'll, we'll see. I'm Craig, your host over there. We've got Ryan. He's already talked, and so you've heard him. Kyle, he's already talked, so you've heard him. But we've got a special guest as well. Daniel Green is joining us all the way from the magical land of Skype. Daniel, welcome. I'm half convinced you said Skype because you forgot where I actually live. No, you live in Ohio. <laughs> you live in Ohio. Uh, you're on Eastern Time, which makes scheduling uh, a word that I shouldn't use. Um, no, w- w- welcome, Daniel. If you don't know, look, if you don't know who Daniel Green is, you probably you know, aren't in the fantasy community. I thought you were going to go like deeply. Biggie Smalls with that. Like, if you don't know, now you know, sucker. Yeah, now you know, sucker. <laughs> Uh, Daniel, That's what you should have done. <laughs> Daniel Green runs a YouTube channel, um, which conveniently is titled Daniel Green. Uh, so you can find him very easily. That's Green with an E at the end. I think I misspelled your name at one point when I first met you. Um, it's all good. Yeah, I'm sure it happens. Anyway, at least so you, not one of these people who calls me Daniel Greeny. I don't. Greeny? That's just, really? No. That's, That's thing, happened huh? many times. So if you haven't checked out his channel, if you're at all interested in especially fantasy news, um, and diving into you know book reviews, news, and uh, reactions, and that sort of thing. It's a great channel. Absolutely go check it out. Um, and Daniel, we are happy to have you with us. It's awesome to be on. It's one of my favorite podcasts in existence. Now we have something to live up to, and I'm scared. We don't do well with expectations. <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's get started on today's topic. Today we are talking about how to manage your TBR pile. That's to be read. So this topic is one that is uh, going to be, I, I, I'm hoping for contentious. I'm not hoping for violent necessarily, but I know that there will be some differing opinions here on this show, uh, but hopefully some opinion will, uh, will jibe with our listeners and they'll enjoy it. So a TBR pile, Ryan, do you have one? I do. Uh, is, it, is it huge? It, is it, it lengthy and uh, long and distinguished? It formed because of doing this podcast, obviously. I did enjoy reading before. I did do that before, but I didn't really have a pile that existed until now, until the last few years. And it is it is a very, very large pile, especially considering I try and read ahead and scout ahead to help make decisions about what we should be reading, you know, comparing with the fans, what they want, and being like, yeah, this would be a really good talk for us. Mm-hmm. This is a good time to do this one. So on top of my own personal enjoyment reading, I'm reading ahead to what the fans want to want to hear from us and it is a it is a very steep slope i know i you know i was living a very happy and secure life without a tbr pile before you know it was just kind of like ah yeah that sounds fine i'll read that uh and then we start this show and suddenly people are writing in and i've said this before i get emails and facebook messages and twitter dms and whatnot i get them daily multiple times daily with people saying hey read this read that read this Mm -hmm. uh, which is not a complaint i love getting those emails partly because it just helps me understand what the what the current sentiments are craig with the humble brag ladies and gentlemen craig with the humble brag (laughs) is that what that is i'm kind of a big deal (laughs) i oh please daily emails you all want me to read things so much that's well (laughs) i'm just giving you it's fine. Yeah, fine. Whatever. <laughs> Kyle, do you have a TBR pile? I sort of. Uh, it's not. I don't actually have a physical pile of anything. There's obviously a giant thing called the Cosmere that isn't in my TBR pile that I haven't read yet. But I don't really not your keep jam. track of it. Yeah. Um. It's mostly just 
as it comes. I mean, that kind of that kind of plays in with last week's episode, which if, if you haven't listened to, I would suggest you go give it a listen. Uh, you can find them based on the not numberedness of them. You know, this isn't a regular episode, <laughs> so they're not numbered. So last week, uh, Kyle and I talked about burnout, and uh, that's a real thing for you mm-hmm. currently. And yep. uh, and so your TBR pile would would shrink dramatically if you don't really feel like reading anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right, Daniel, what about you? Um, I originally did have a paper list of books I wanted to get through. I wrote them down constantly. And then uh, I used the notebook for all sorts of like general channel notes and everything. And it got filled up and eventually got thrown out. Now there's a digital one, kind of. It's over 200 listed books. Oh. <laughs> um, and I basically just like throw a dart at a board to figure out. It's really just whichever one I feel like it. I, I always say like this is next. I know I'll get to this sooner or later. But I, I like to enjoy reading. So to many of my subscribers' annoyance, I just kind of pick up whatever I feel like and I don't plan it out too much. And that way I don't ever feel burnout because I'm reading what I want to read. And, uh, you know, I keep loving what I'm doing. Well, let me ask you this, though. Uh, what happens if what you want to read is, you know, way outside the genre or it's it's not for you running this YouTube channel and all that? It's, maybe it's not strategically smart for you. Um, and so, you know, what I want to read right now is um, I want to read the Iliad in the original Greek and nobody's going to watch my YouTube channel about, you know, you know, so what, what do you do if you feel like I need to force myself to read something off of, uh, you know, off of this TBR pile? Is there something that you do on that? Uh, usually I'm reading about two or three books at once. So I'll just slip one in there that's like not traditionally what people like. Like I still love reading history textbooks and no one wants to hear me talk about, you know, Alexander the Great's fall and, you know, how he is returned to Greece. So I'll just read that on the side and then, you know, during the rest of my reading, I'm doing either sci-fi, fantasy, or Stephen King, which are basically the backbone of my whole channel. Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So, yeah. 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 Okay. So, Ryan, let me kick it back over to you. With a TBR pile, do you think that there should be or could be a decent strategy with that? Like, if somebody's got their nightstand just packed full of books, and they're looking at it like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Uh would you say blow it all up, get rid of your TBR pile entirely, or would you say there's there's some strategy to it? Uh, first thing I would say is get it off your nightstand. That seems like a terrible, <laughs> like, no, legitimately, I think it would be a, a terrible weight to stare at this pile <laughs> next to your bed and go, oh, I got to get through all these. No, put it, if you want to have a shelf like our TBR shelf, something like that, something that's out of the way that's organized, but something that you can, that's away from where you read so that you can enjoy whatever you have in front of you at that time. Yeah. Like I, I put my, my TBR piles mostly digital because um, I run through a series of uh, creating creating the list and then saying, okay, I'm going to get it on Kindle first. If I like it enough, then I'll purchase a hard copy to go into my library yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's a physical, like even just walking into our studio, there's a physical weight to the amount of books in this room that <laughs> if I felt like I had to get through all of them would be really strain, strenuous. So, okay, so let's say I'm looking at our Legendarium TBR shelf. We have mm-hmm. a shelf devoted to it, and on that we have, sorry, I'm not actually counting, but what, 20 books on there? Yeah. Um, is that more intimidating to you than looking at your Kindle and scrolling through 20 titles uh, you know, on your Kindle and saying, oh, geez, I need to get through all these? Uh, I would say, yes, it is a little more intimidating. Uh, than looking at it on my Kindle because my Kindle also covers, I've got a full library of other books that I have read. 
So in the scope of things, it looks like a smaller piece where it says, okay, I've only, you know, in my Kindle, I've only got six or seven books I haven't read on my TBR pile in there. But the 40, 50, 60 other books I have in there, I have read. So it feels like a smaller piece. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense to me. Versus looking at that whole shelf and saying, yep, that's all got to be read. Thankfully, I've already read nine of them. I'm shocked at how much you make your way through. I don't know how you do it exactly because I have an hour long commute. I have a commute too. Look, (laughs) I've got a commute too. Uh, In fact, we both have all three of us now have the same commute essentially. Uh, And I can't make my way through the same number of books. At least I should say the same number of fantasy books, but that gets back to our burnout episode. Um, So yeah, it's shocking to me that how many books we read on this podcast and how many more books you have read specifically. Okay. So let me, uh, can I, can I actually ask a question real quick? Yeah. Is anyone here able to walk and read? Because I found that to be one of the biggest determining factors in being able to get through books. If you're able to like just do things and read simultaneously, yeah, those are the people I know that crank. Yeah, everyone here says they can do that. Okay. So are you saying read or listen? Because now we have to get into the question of audiobooks. Um, but uh, but what do you I mean? mean I, my, what do you mean by that? I mean, I physically can walk around reading a book. I'll ride a bike and read a book, which might kill me one day. That, but, will, um, that will, in fact, kill you one day. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> but uh, I'm really good at multitasking and having a physical book in my hand or having some headphones on and listening to Michael Kramer, Kate Redding's Phenomenal Voices, deliver a book to me. Um, and I, I find a lot of people just do not. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to be one of these people on a high horse saying, like, they're better. I'm better because I can do that. No, not at all. My brain's dumb. That's why I can do this. Um so I'm able to really zone out on one task and focus on another, like, and have the other ones going in the background of the head. Is that like, do you count that or no? Do you think no? You know, you're not allowed. You can't. You can't actually absorb a book if you're multitasking. It's a great question. I, I now I need to I need to tell my high horse to get all the way on the other side of the room, you know, for a little while, <laughs> so I'm not tempted. I, I I do have opinions about how much can be absorbed. But everybody is a little bit different. Uh, but I do think there's a limit. There's a limit somewhere. You get those people who say, no, I, I read a book a day. Or, you know, maybe it's not no, that extreme. <laughs> maybe it's like three books a week or something. And when it's in the fantasy genre, especially when we're dealing with books that are 300, 350, 400,000 words long, no, you don't. You don't read those books. You've held them. You've looked <laughs> at them. You know what the character names are, maybe. But you haven't read the book, you know, and so, so I think there is a limit to it. Um, but everybody's capability as far as multitasking and whatnot is different. And so I'm happy to allow for, you know, some wiggle room there. What, what about you, Kyle? Yeah, I think it just depends on what kind of mental energy you have to exert in a certain task. Um, and I agree with you. I think if you are some people are able to just kind of have that on in the background, like Daniel was saying, and and they can still absorb quite a lot, especially, you know, with what we do where we absorb a story, but then we have to then go and talk about that story. For me, I have to put some forth, you know, put forth mental effort to compile my thoughts on it. Um, basically as I read, otherwise we'd get down to this podcast and I would have nothing to say because I would have forgotten my go to move. Yeah. Everything. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It would have been just, Cliff notes, basically, yeah. that I would remember. So, yeah, it's I will also say it. It drastically comes down to writing style. Like I can't multitask. Listen to George R. R. Martin's writing style. I need to pay attention to what that guy's saying. Mm-hmm. But if it comes to like Dresden Files, where it's you know, there's nothing wrong with that series at all. I love Dresden Files, but it's written in a much more simplistic way. Right. Um, 
that that I can kind of just that's just yeah. on. You know what I mean? I can have that on like I could have the office on in the background. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense too. I found that to be especially true um, when I was starting to try and go through Malazan. A lot of people have been, that's just one that's been constantly harped on us since pretty much we started. You need to read Malazan, you need to read Malazan. And so I'm listening to the audiobook of Malazan because that's how I'm able to get through so much is, is through listening to it. And if I'm doing anything else while listening to a Malazan book, I, I can't stay into the story at all. All of a sudden I find myself just going, I, we're like three character points of view away from what I <laughs> last remember. I don't, you zone out. And, what's going on? Yeah. And for me, like, I can multitask kind of within a certain limit. But I, I just want you to know, you just gave, uh, I, I don't know, 80% of our listeners, uh, <laughs> they want us to do Malazan so bad. I know. Like, Ryan's reading Malazan. Ryan's reading Malazan. Send up the flares. I posted on Reddit that we were, that I had read the first book and had some, like, was really questioning what I had just read. And everyone was like, it's okay. Come back. Keep reading it. That's exactly what it was like. I'm kind of creeped out by this cult-like attitude going on right now, but it's great. Anyway, sorry, you were well, saying. But no, it's so like for me, I can't uh, listen to a book if there's something else with text or, or voice going on. So like if I'm at work and I'm having to type something up, whatever I'm listening to can't have any text or any voice. I've got to go to instrument, instrumental music. Mm -hmm. So audiobooks go off. But if I'm out running or if I'm doing anything that doesn't require me to process other words other than the ones coming in uh, through the audiobook, that's yep. usually my go-to. Yep, absolutely. Uh, sorry, Daniel, you were going to say something. I was gonna, just going to say I just started my reread of uh, Gardens of the Moon, which is the first Malazan book, and I'm, I'm digging it again. So if your viewers are interested in uh, seeing my dumb face talk about it, <laughs> I'll be doing a review soon. We, what we'll need to do is uh, we always need an expert guide to take us at least through the first book in a series. And so we'll call you up uh, there you go. and have you take us through Gardens of the Moon. Um, I was going to say, you know, regarding how much you can process when you're reading a book, you know, we're, we're kind of talking about that particular issue. Um, I think it is a little bit different. You, you were saying this, Kyle, where it's like every book that we read for the podcast, it's like, yeah, you're reading a book and you're doing a book report right. on it for thousands mm -hmm. of people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's a little bit of pressure to, uh, to really understand and absorb and analyze and all this stuff. Um, but I, I do want to say that on that note, as far as if we're talking about how quickly somebody can make their way through a TBR pile, how much effort they should be putting into the books, it, in a way, we should all be thinking that much about the books that we read, depending on the book, of course. You know, okay, maybe Todd goes a little overboard analyzing Dresden files. That's fine. I, I'm open to that argument. Um, but if someone is just making their way through a TBR pile in order to say that they've done it, and they're just tearing through books and they're not comprehending it. They're not thinking about it. They're not analyzing it. They're not taking any of the, the stuff from the fiction and bringing it into their lives. Uh, then it's it's lost and there's no point to it. I don't agree with that entirely. Yeah. Somewhat, yes. I Reading for the sake of saying I've read so many books is how you got a free pizza in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> like... But you know what? Free pizza is great. So. But there is nothing wrong with reading a book simply to see how it affects you. Like not analyzing, just going through and just reading it and going, okay. Yeah, but you're, you're, that's what I'm talking about. You're seeing how it affects you. I think 
I think that that's not the way that a lot of people read books. But I think a lot of people read books just for the surface level enjoyment and yeah. story and out of habit. And yep. it's, it's routine. Like I think some people sit down and read for a, an hour before they go to bed at night and maybe they don't, maybe the purpose of that isn't necessarily to absorb or get out of the story, whatever we're talking about, yeah, but yeah. maybe it really is just, this is my routine. This is something that I enjoy and this is how I wind down and maybe I, they'll run across something that they'll, that will catch their attention and they'll sink deeper into it. And maybe they'll just skim across the surface and it'll be kind of like a, like scenery for them. I think that's how most people read their books. I think we're all a little bit crazy for the way we read books, but that's why we want to talk about them like this. Most people are just, let's get enjoyment. Let's enjoy what we read. Most people don't want to come across a horrific book so they can do this deep dive into why it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, um, we've talked about the level, the three level theory on the Legendarium for years now. And so to quickly reiterate, uh, the idea is all books can strive toward three different levels. The first being surface level story, uh, the second being social and political commentary, and the third being personal betterment um, or personal commentary, I guess. I would be the first to say that there is value in simple enjoyment. My favorite example that I give all the time is, what's it called? Pacific Rim. You know, mm -hmm. there, there's nothing wrong with spending two hours watching Pacific Rim, even though it doesn't have a ton of like life lessons for us to glean. Right? Robots punching robots in the face. Exactly. So Bird monsters. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's any movie with early 2000s Angelina Jolie. That is just, I will watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, oh man, the jokes, the jokes. I'm holding them back. See this? Ryan, self-control. <laughs> I believe it. I, the Tomb Raider series is a highlight of our society. I, well, it's a it highlight is. of all of our adolescences. That's for, that's for damn sure. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, no, but I guess my point is when you read a book, you know, let's let's take one of our most popular episodes is the, the Oathbringer episode, mm -hmm. right? If you read a book like Oathbringer and you do it solely for the level one and you go into it knowing that, like, I'm just kind of skating across the surface, uh, then you're, it's almost, I feel like it's disrespectful. I also feel like we're getting really far afield from the subject. And so maybe we should bring it back. But I guess my point is that, uh, with, a, with a tall TBR pile, um, if you're, if you're running through it, just to run through it, you're, you're doing these books a disservice. I, I want to give you an just example. Out. I want to give you an example of something. I was in New York, uh, last year, I think. And I had a few hours uh, that I was trying to figure out what to do. Didn't have enough time to go, you know, see a show or do anything. It was in the middle of the day. So I walked into an art gallery. I paid for a ticket to go into this French art gallery that's near uh, near the Met and walked through that. I don't have a history. I don't understand the art. I don't anything. I just walked through just to see the paintings. Just, oh, it's here. I was not moved by anything. I can't tell you anything about what's going on there. But I still think it was a good experience. Why? Just why was it a good experience? Because I got to see something different. So, and I was there. That, that's what I'm saying. You're the argument that no, no, if no. You don't find deeper meaning in it that it's a waste. I don't think it was a waste for me to go in there. But no, no, no. My point is, you are finding some deeper meaning in just the fact that you saw something different. Uh, you you didn't just walk through the Met and look at the paintings. You you did go in there and felt something just by virtue of the fact that you did something different. You are doing just a little more than skimming through. 
right? But I did that by the process of just skimming through. That's what I'm saying is I don't like as a reader do with Oathbringer, for example, if you just read it for the, the top level stuff and that's all that you got out of it, that's fine. Yeah, that's your it's not a dis. There's more there for you if you want it, but you're not in any way disrespecting the book or anything like that. Right, right. OK, well, let's I, I'm going to I'm just going to grab the reins and yank as hard as I can. I know that I'm as guilty as anybody of uh, going off topic here, but I want to bring it back to the idea of the TBR pile. And uh, and let's just say you're like us. We've got a shelf full of 20 books. And it's about to be like 25 once all my Amazon shipments come in. Uh, and you're sitting there thinking, you know, what am I going to do? I got to get all, through all these. This is a year long project. What am I going to do? Uh, I have an idea that I want to run by Daniel and see what you think of this. Uh, my idea would be to take a look at your TBR pile and start sorting it into different categories and make sure that you're you're swapping in and out of different categories. So maybe it's uh, epic fantasy and urban fantasy. And then I would encourage people to make sure that in their TBR list, they've got some history books and science books, biographies, you know, something else. Get out of the, you know, whatever genre you're most comfortable in, make sure you're out of that a little bit. Uh, but if you do that, if you sort it into sections and then kind of order it in that way, like I'm going to, fantasy is my favorite. So I'm going to read two fantasy books. Uh, but then I'm going to dip into this other section of my TBR pile. I wonder if that would help us uh, to to carve through that thing and do it in a way that would be more enjoyable, right? What What do you think? I I like that. The only thing I would add on, I I actually really like that because it I think that helps like mentally overcome a lot of the hurdles of like oh I got to keep reading. Like it, it's it tricks you into thinking out. You're not forcing yourself to read. You're just picking up a new category, a new something else. It might help that provide that uh, difference that I feel a lot of people who feel forced to stick with like higher epic fantasy eventually feel. Um, because, you know, if you haven't read Malazan and A Song of Ice and Fire and Wheel of Time, are you really a fantasy fan? People have that mentality. So people people feel like they need to binge those three series. And I feel like that's a good way to break them up is to have these other categories where it's I'm going to go pull from over here for a minute. I like that. Um, can I, bit. What yeah. I would, Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Daniel. I was going to add just on top of that. Recently, I had great success in just reading the first chapter of like five books I know I want to get to and whichever one just grabbed me most is the one I read. Oh, I, and like I had that. great luck mm -hmm. with that. I, yeah, I, I read the first chapter of uh, Rage of Dragons and that was the one that won out because the first chapter of that just hooked me like that. And then I had, I read probably my favorite book of the year so far and I wouldn't have gotten to it for another two or three months if I hadn't had the ability to go, okay, which one of these is appealing to me the most after 20 pages? Yeah, I like that a lot. I kind of want to go back to your earlier point, though, about if you're reading back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back epic fantasy series or whatever and, and putting something in between there. I think that helps with, one, burnout, but also one thing that I noticed while we were reading for the podcast is that there's so many tropes that you get yeah. really accustomed to and if you go back to back with all of these epic fantasy series, it's really just, oh, this is only slightly different from the last book that I read. It can annoy it, you a little bit. It annoyed, but it also starts to blend together. And I think that you don't get the enjoyment out of the individual story that you're reading because you're, you're, whether you're doing it on purpose or not, and I know I'm super guilty of this, is I immediately want to compare book I'm reading to book I just finished right. because the tropes yep. are so similar. And then it's like, oh, well, I didn't like how they decided to do this trope. I really liked, 
I really like the way that Rothfuss did it versus how whoever else did it, you know, or whatever. And it makes it so you're not enjoying the actual story in front of you as much. No, it makes a lot of that, sense. That's a really good point, and it makes me want to say something I might get some flack for. But perfect. A lot, not all of fantasy, but a lot of fantasy is still extraordinarily formulaic, mm-hmm. and is still a lot of authors to this day publishing in 2019 are still just going through Tolkien's formula, and it it can be very tedious to get through all that. I mean, especially if you're going back to back, there are just stories to this day where it's, you know, okay, it's not Frodo, his name's Fred. Like it's mm-hmm. almost Fre- that it's, bad it's occasionally. Fredo. <laughs> exactly. The, the, uh, Godfather, the Godfather is just a Al. massive Tolkien ripoff. If First you think name about Al. it. Yeah. So Al throwing Fredo. in like a subgenre of fantasy, like some Dresden files or some of Stephen King's more fantastical works uh, can really be refreshing. It's almost like, you know, when you're refreshing your palate between whiskey tastings. I don't know why that's where my mind went, but you know, that. <laughs> you're a man of the world, Daniel. Um, there you go. <laughs> you know, I, I would actually throw in as a subgenre of fantasy. I've been thinking about this recently. Uh, Pre-Tolkien fantasy. Uh, people mm. should maybe think about that in their TBR piles. Uh, we're going to be talking with Brent Weeks um, on an author shelf episode about the Odyssey of all things. That mm-hmm. is going to be an interesting episode. But even if we go into like the 19th century, you know, go read George MacDonald. Uh, and the, his, his fantasy had a big effect on Tolkien when he was writing The Hobbit. And so, you know, you're talking about these formulas and how we uh, how we can uh, manage our expectations around these cliches, the fantasy cliches and stuff. I think it's kind of fun to see where they came from mm-hmm. uh, and see that, you know, that the elves with the pointy ears and the dwarves that live underground and all that, you know, those kind of fantasy cliches. So I've been thinking about well, that recently. Can- you get into some really interesting stories when you do that. I mean, the fairy tale influences as well as, you know, the classics like Beowulf. You can go to the Greek mythology and Norse mythology. But I like how it does slowly, if you go back far enough in fantasy, just becomes the religions. <laughs> you just eventually right. are reading Norse mythology and that's your fantasy. And I, I like that, though. It's cool how we've transitioned down from there. And now it's just that's just metal. Uh, now you're just reading basically metal band names in book form. <laughs> <laughs> I actually use Neil Gaiman's Norse, Norse mythology book to break up uh, in between series reading oh, yeah. a while ago, nice. just a few months back. That's a good. One. It's, it's a great, it's a great one. Um, by the way, are you ready for? We need to, at least one patented legendarium tangent on this episode. Uh, so here's mine. Haven't we done several? already <laughs> we just didn't patent them yeah we, yeah this one is, it's got yeah it's got the mark on it i recently watched a movie on amazon prime called heavy trip and i cannot recommend it highly enough it is a finnish comedy about a heavy metal band from a small village in finland that needs to make it to a it's like a road comedy they need to get to this uh this metal festival in norway and so they they take their their uh, dead buddy's corpse on a coffin, strap it to the top of a van, and they they bust through the Norwegian border uh, to go to this metal show. It is the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. And there's a little bit of Greek, or sorry, not Greek, Norse mythology mm-hmm. stuff in there for you to... There you go. There, there's my oddly, oddly, the lower the budget for that movie, the more interested I am in watching it. I feel like <laughs> the more it just has the vibe of some guys recorded that over like a weekend, the more I want to watch it. It's an actual corpse. Uh, 
um yeah it is it, i mean it's finished cinema so it's not uh, exactly high budget so um i really 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 recommend it if you want a good laugh it's in finnish it's subtitled and uh so that's something if you hate subtitles i guess but uh, anyway okay guys should we wrap this up any any further thoughts on tbr piles as we get ready to finish up this little mini episode i would say uh, don't force it okay what do you mean just like we were talking about if you're if you're trying to read through it just to get through it then stop then stop Go watch a movie. There's Do something else. No value of having a TBR pile just to have a TBR pile. Yeah, it doesn't make you Ask smarter. Why you or, got it. or like Daniel was saying, it doesn't make you more of an epic fantasy fan because you finished through it or whatever. Yeah, don't force it. You could have just read Witcher forty times in your life. You are just as big a fantasy fan as me. That's totally fine. Yeah, no, I think that's true. It's uh, I was just kind of uh, laughing with Ryan before we started the episode about how. Um, one of my dirty secrets in the fantasy community is that compared to a lot of people, I'm not that widely read, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm quite deeply read in a few areas, right? Yes. So now, and I, I think going along with your comment, Kyle, I would say uh, take your take your take stock of your TBR pile every once in a while, and if there are books at the bottom of it that keep getting pushed off, uh, then get them out of there. Yeah, put them on a, another shelf somewhere in the house. They'll still be there, you know, or give them to Goodwill or whatever. I don't care. Uh, but get them out of your TBR pile because they're stressing you out, right? You obviously, right now, you don't want to read them. Maybe you will later, and that's fine. They'll still be there for you. Uh, but if there's something that keeps getting pushed off, I'm reminded of my my Spotify playlists. I've got like 50 of them. And they're, you know, every so often I'll go and look and it's like, oh, I haven't listened to those 20 in a long time. Delete. You know, those songs will still be around later, but uh, it's kind of stressing me out to have this giant list of music. Anyway, TBR piles, maybe the same thing. Uh, Ryan, any... on top, uh, oh, sorry, go okay, ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say on top of that, just if you have, buy copies of the books you want to read, you don't care about, get a cheap $2 paperback so you can just carry it with you and abuse it and you'll actually read it. Don't have these nice hardbacks you don't want to take outside. Have a mm-hmm. piece of crap copy that you can take into a doctor's office and, you know, throw at your kid if they're getting riled up. You know, have a <laughs> have one that's a tool and a book. <laughs> yeah, future star parent, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, very good. So are, we feel like we're good on this subject, Ryan? Yeah, I can't think of any great wisdom that we can impart on a TBR list from here. <laughs> Well, it is something that came up uh, on our Discord server, and so I want to thank our Discord members for throwing out this suggestion uh, of a topic for us to talk about. So if you haven't yet, check us out on Discord or other locations. We're on Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the places, and uh, we'd love to hear from you at all of them. So uh, the last thing I'll mention, patreon.com slash legendarium is where you can go support the show if you enjoy what we do. If you've been enjoying this for a while uh, and been thinking about joining us on Patreon, you know, think of it like a tip jar. That's the way I'm kind of thinking of it now. Um, $1 per episode is an awesome contribution and we would be eternally grateful. So patreon.com slash legendarium is where you can go to do that. All right, let's wrap it up. Thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you go to Daniel Green's channel on YouTube and subscribe to that if you for some reason have not yet done so. I would be shocked if you haven't, but you should. And uh, we will see you on Monday for our continuation of the Hobbit series that we're doing. We'll see you then.